Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to the My City Podcast, episode 51. Love for sharing, love to our last episode on mental health. All you weed addicts out there, I hope you listened, fam, listened well. Um, love as well to Dr. Fabian for jumping on. Um, obviously, educating us small, small. You got your boy, Big Sam. You got your boy, Ire. Same, bro. How's it going, people? Hope you guys are well. Um, yeah, so as, as Sam mentioned, uh, welcome to episode 51. Thanks for everyone who's uh, helped us and who's listened over the last two years. Many more to come. Um, if you haven't already tuned into episode 50, uh, where we had Dr. Fabian on and we spoke about how to maintain a good mental health in all kinds of climates, but especially in this uh, corona epidemic and some of the different tips you can do, some of the habits you can pick up during that time to keep yourself mentally healthy. Uh, yeah, tune into that. Today we have on um, a good friend of, of ours. Um, Sam, do you want to do the intro? I know you like to do that stuff. And nah, nah, obviously, to introduce yourself, my bro, man. love for jumping on the match. What you saying, Tyler D? Yeah, man, Tyler D. Um, I'm a, let's call me a content creator, all-round content creator. Um, I've got two YouTube channels now, gaming channel and uh, main channel. I talk about airwaves specifically, but generally just, you know, how you can help natural hair. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, if you if you mind, maybe you could come a bit closer to the mic as well. Yeah, I pretend it's one of your um, WCWs. Um, so yeah, so uh, has a uh, two YouTube channels. The one we're going to look at today more is about the one where he talks about how to keep yourself um, well groomed. So like uh, with your hair, um, looking decent, looking nice. And that's a that's an interesting topic now because obviously we've all been locked down for what, three or four months now, uh, so we don't have access to our barbers. Uh, most of us uh, can't trim our own hair. And so, <laughs> most of us don't even wash our hair, for example, or cream our hair, right? Let alone trim Speak it. Speak for yourself, bro. Tell him about, tell him about the, the routine I'm following, fam. I've got a routine for my hair, you know. Okay, but speak for yourself, big no, man. man. Most of us don't wash our hair. What well, else did you wash your hair, Sam? There he comes. What's wrong did with you? you wash it with? Shampoo. Head and shoulders, my boy. <laughs> no, I head and shoulders <laughs> good, <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, my. My man's cooning <laughs> with his hair, you know. <laughs> I educate me. Instead of using hair for black people, I'm using hair for all kind of people from there. Bad oh guy. You see how he walked into that one, yeah? <laughs> what Tyler does is uh, he um, gives advice on how to look after your hair. And, you know, I know that sounds straightforward, but if you're a girl listening to this, you can only imagine, you already know the kind of complexities involved in hair. Like I've learned, I've got different kind of the hair cream I need to use. I've got different kind of oils I need to use. I've got different types of shampoos and conditions I need to use. Um, so he'll, he'll expand on that. And it's very important now because I guess it's all about looking after yourself and keeping clean and groomed uh, during Corona. So we'll talk about that. And then obviously, as you can see, this is quite unprecedented time. We've seen a lot of uh, debates on Twitter, on social media because of... Uh, guy that was killed by the police officer so we're going to talk about some kind of we're going to talk about a, di- a lot of different racial kind of sensitive questions 
Um, so that should be interesting. That should be a good conversation to have. Um, Sam, did you want to um, expand on that? You go to fam, educate me. What, what's wrong with my head and shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get to the hair, but I'm saying, tell the truth. That's why Sam doesn't have a beard, and he's wondering why. Anyways, yeah, you want to add anything? Oh, goodness me, is this what we're doing, blood? You know what? Yeah, let's on cameras, fam. On the camera. Wow, 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 wow. The, the, the like, he said bro. that like he's Gandalf, like he's got beard coming down to his knees. Go fam, educate me, cuz. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, thing, I think we skipped this. Um, how do you keep your hair healthy? How do you clean it? How do you wash it? Like, oh, I'm beard as well for all you, you beard men up there. Well, first off, first off, you have to know obviously where your hair fits in those different categories, right? Because that's that's gonna let you know, um, things like how frequently you wash your hair, for example, different products you should use, how to moisturize it. Those things are going to depend on on your hair specifically. So there's not one thing that fits for everybody, right? And everyone's hair is different, even within those categories, right? So we all have type 4 hair, but we might have something different in one of the other categories, or we might even be all the same, but different levels of it. So our hair's all different. So it's kind of, yeah, you can use those categories as a guiding point I guess um, but you still have to have a bit of trial and error to figure out which works for you and so on but really for keeping your hair healthy main things is just washing it keeping it clean keeping it moisturised those are the those are the main things have you got any um, yeah, talk to us through your schedule talk to us through your schedule obviously my schedule which you built is um, I wash my hair I've got a full wash I've got a um, LCO wash an LC wash and an LO wash if you girls understand what that is most guys. Yeah, nah, so so basically, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna jump in and save you there because you've put yourself into a few holes there. So so the first thing is yes, yeah, so you got the wash, right? Um, I tend to wash my hair once once a week because when you wash, when you say full wash, that's with shampoo, right? And when you use shampoo, essentially shampoo is like a detergent. So conditioner, yeah, yeah. But shampoo and conditioner are different things, right? So shampoo is gonna it's like I said, it's, a, it's like a detergent, right? So that's what's going to clean your hair. But it cleans your hair of everything, right? So dirt, oil, grease, all of that. But your hair and your scalp naturally produces oils already just to keep it moisturized, right? But shampoo strips all of that away, which is why you use conditioner afterwards to restore some of that moisture back into your hair again. Um, stops your hair and your, you know, stops your scalp from being all dry, your hair from getting like stiff and brittle and stuff so so that's why okay these conditioners after shampoo so them man like Essien and that that their hair looking stiff it's because it's because <laughs> them man just using shampoo every day all oh, right yeah. hey shampoo every day exactly so Sam you're using head and shoulders every day you're killing yourself fam because <laughs> the man said yeah I said today you are like fam. what's wrong with this no so you watched it yesterday that's it saying I've been there, man. I've been there. I've been there. I'm in the shower. What's, what's, I'm, I'm using links to wash my hair, man. No, you might not buy it. You know them girls that use that green shampoo that one that stings? What? No, that's you know that peppermint shampoo that everyone talks about, that shower gel? 
あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
like you that knows like the intricacies of stuff to sort of design and um, produce products that are specifically for us. Do you know what I mean? And then we all support that. Like, for example, why are so many black hair shops owned by Asians? We know why, but like that's another issue that we face in our community. Kind of thing. Have you looked into like creating any sort of products or like and and like have you got any thoughts on like hair shops general generally? Um, yeah, so I have I have my own my own kind of things that I've used at different points in time to like for example for moisturizing my hair and stuff, um, particularly with with waves as well. Um, I don't I don't tend to like using pomades in general. Um, a lot of them come with petroleum, which is bad, generally bad for your hair, dries out your hair and stuff. So I don't like using that. So um, I'll either find or buy a natural one or I'll use my own version of it because generally they just have different types of oils in there and other things. So, so yeah, just been looking into that and, and doing my own research and, and gaining this learning as well because just as with every, as everyone else, I'm, I'm still learning and, and learning new things. So, yeah, yeah, as I learn and, and as that happens, then, yeah, definitely that's something that could happen in, uh, and in terms of hair shops, yeah, I, I mean, it is an interesting thing when you see, and it's not just with hair shops as well, it, it tends to be with a lot of things that we as a black community buy and stuff. We tend to have, it tends to, to be supplied by people who are outside of our community. So it is, an, it is something that I think, I think we need to start to, I guess correct is the word that I'm going to use here, is I think we should should start to own own more of that ourselves and maybe take, take control of that. And yes, it doesn't seem to be something that we do right now. Yeah, so I, I just found the um, shampoo that I use the one you recommended to me, which is actually great. It's called the OGX Thick and Full Biotene Collagen Shampoo. And I use the conditioner as well. The product's been looking really great. Um, very soft on my hair, very smooth. Even the beard as well. Even results and it feels nice. My hair does feel absolutely different. Before I started using it. I'm using it for like four weeks now and it feels great. My brother's using it too as well. His hair's great already, but he likes the effects of it as well. That's it for everyone listening. OG. So have you have you done any research into who made that who made that product, fam? Is it a black person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. play. I play it. I play it. But no, hundred percent. I'm gonna cut it out because obviously when I when I when I tagged him, I don't want him hearing this part. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, no. I, um, but just to go back to um, Taya's point as well, I think as well it goes back to the point you wanted to talk about, Ira, the pro-blackness point. Like, there's there's a there's a train of thought that says, you know, if you claim to be pro-black and you're truly pro-black, then everything you should you do should like either enhance or enrich that that community. So that goes to who you date, that goes to like the movements you support and the businesses you support. So some people would say, you know, like we'll talk about hair today. So why why are we not supporting those Instagram people that are selling their hair? Why are we not supporting the um, the blogs, the YouTube pages, that kind of thing? 
do you think that you know if you're pro-black everything you do has to be towards that agenda or can you be pro-black and pick and choose bits of it that you want to support you made, you made an interesting point um, i can't really comment on whether we buy all people's people's um, hair because i don't need to buy hair big question for a girl in terms of um, black people's hair Pro-black, for me, in terms of, I guess we have to define what it means to be pro-black. For me, what pro-black means is you're pro-the advancement of pro-black. Oh, sorry, um, so, in terms of pro-black, I guess it's good to... Can you hear me now? In terms of pro-black, I guess it's good to start with what the definition of pro-black is. Um, for me, pro-black is you're for the advancement of black people, the movement of black people forward. And to me, that's what pro-black is. So I guess when it comes to supporting businesses, um, of course, being pro-black would be supporting businesses. Um, being pro-black, however, doesn't mean you support, uh, support black business just because they're black if their quality isn't great. Um, I think that, that, that there needs to be a distinction. A lot of people assume just because a company is black-owned and it automatically means you should buy into them when me, me really and truly I'd only buy into you if you're a black owned company if you're great enough so in terms of picking my preference is a, is a, is a is in black owned companies so I'll always look for black owned company first but if the product isn't up to scratch then I can I can exercise my right to look elsewhere and I think that doesn't make me any less pro-black than someone who blindly buys black things all the time I guess quickly Sorry, so the devil's advocate there is that if we're if we're we already have the stereotype that a black person's product is not as good quality or whatever, then that's already holding some people back. And also, if historically you haven't had many black people in that space or whatever, so they haven't had the base to start off with, then they're starting from a lower base, isn't it? They don't have as much support, they don't have as much capital, and that. So, but I guess if if someone's train of thought is that. You know, it's not great, but they're trying, so support them. And then if they get certain cells, then they can get better, they can get they can get better, they can get better, as opposed to supporting a similar white business that's in a, that's either established, so they've had all of that support behind them, or they're also under come up. Why not just put it in that black business that's trying to get better kind of thing? But yeah, you disagree. So, so what I said I disagree with, I disagree, um, so I don't disagree with putting black people first, um, I disagree with the idea. Um, so, me personally, I never said that black-owned people have low low quality. What I said was, if I have to choose between the two, um, I'm not necessarily just going to follow you blindly if your product is lacking. I never said that black-owned companies have lower quality in the first place. Um, for example, out of all the festivals I could have gone to last year, I went to Afro Nation, which is black-owned. Um, I, I give my money to a lot of black people on a regular basis. We have, we have a podcast for black people. Um, I disagree with in terms of well, so you made a good, also you made also you also made a good point about um white uh, white owned business and black owned business. If they're similar, right? As I said before, I would go for black owned company. So if the products were similar, I would go for black owned company, right? However, if the white owned company was giving me a a, um, a product that's a hundred times better than a black owned, then I guess it would really determine how much I need that product. If it's a product that I can't live or die without, then naturally I'll go for the white-owned um, product. If it's a product which um, it doesn't pain me how qu- how much quality it is, then naturally I'll invest in a black particular product. For example, um, God forbid if you had a child and um, uh, you had a third, you, you know, you, you had a white guy who had a surgery 
and they could, you know, they, and they're a hundred times better than a surgeon who had a surgery who was black. You're not just going to go and put your life on a black person because they're black. You're going to say who's the better surgeon. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct still. So, so that's correct. I guess that's, yeah. that's, yeah, I, I mean, I just want to make it clear. That's not, that hasn't disproved my theory in terms, that hasn't disproved my view that in all circumstances where possible, you should always opt for the black option over if you if you are pro black in my opinion, just because if you're constantly um, supporting the other cause, then you would, you would just never see advancement in your own community, and you always sort of be reliant on that white doctor you're talking about. It's like where, yeah. where, where we yeah. do our spotlights. If we're bringing a white spotlighty, then do you know what I mean? It's, it's likely to inspire a white younger than a black younger in my opinion. But yeah. I agree. Like, even the YouTube channels, like um, there's a lot of hair channels out there. Um, there's a lot of gaming channels out there, but I, I like to look at Tales, for example. Um, you know, when we look at all the guests we pick on, we pick guests who fit our mold and ilk because we're trying to get people like us to be on it. Um, if, for example, you, you mentioned channels, right? If, for example, my channel, the quality wasn't as good as than say a white person's, for example, yeah, we're talking about the same thing. You would still, you would still support your channel and give me advice on exactly, exactly. Yeah, which, yeah, which so is that yeah. what Sam's saying with with a, a business that's just started, right? Because for me, if you're if you're pro black, right? If that product is something that you know that you know they can improve it in certain ways, you're still going to support them. You're still going to buy the product and you're still going to give them reviews and advice and so on I guess where it becomes a point where it's just like forget you is when and this happens a lot I, well I see it a lot on on like the timeline and stuff like that where they'll get reviews and then their response to that is aggression instead of, yeah, of learning you know what I'm saying so that's when you now start saying ah oh, yeah forget you let me just go over here but but as long as th- that learning process is in place, I think that's necessary to bring these businesses that have not necessarily had the background and the um, like Sam said the capital that my own business might have. They're gonna need. They're still gonna need that support in order to get that good base from which they can build upon and grow. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Yeah. So I guess we, I guess I don't disagree with you, then, Sam, in that, in that particular aspect. Um, I agree. Um, I've always done my best to help businesses grow. I give them advice on the marketing, for example, on the strategy. Um, I guess it, it depends. Not every business is open to that. So what do you do in a case where a business isn't as great as they think they are, right? Um, you want to give them advice, or you want to give them reviews, and then they don't respond good to the well to the reviews. What do you do? Do you keep putting your money in them, or what do you do, Sam? Practically, for those listening. I think, um, I think, Shaming them, I want to say shaming them in terms of calling them out on social media and whatnot, but the aspect of that that I don't like is that it reaches outside of our community. Because to me, I don't like when like white people are seeing like almost civil war, like, like we're beefing each other or we're saying things. So if there was a way that we could just have a Twitter that was just for us, it's contained, and then you get like prominent people there's people that have um, credibility on the topic saying, you know, you, you could do this, 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 and this better, then I think that that would help because 
then you get if it if it kind of um it gets shared widely and stuff, then that could to be like, okay, hold on, let me actually listen, and maybe there's actually something here. So I think that's one main aspect that I'll get someone with credibility that you've seen has your best interest at heart, like wants you to be the best that you can be, like wants the best for the community. I think that's one of the main ways that I would go about doing it, like shaming them, but not really outside of our community. Yeah, what about you guys? I don't know about shaming because if you shame them, then if you shame them, let's say shame, let's say black Twitter for them, let's say you shame them on Twitter, right? Within the black community, right? Um, you've now shamed them to every, everyone in the black community, so no one in the black community is going to go for them anymore. So then you're doing what a white man would do in general because you're just destroying a black brand. Even though you've kept yeah. the black community, you've destroyed a black brand. I look at Afro-Nation, for example, uh, a lot of people are attacking them because naturally um, a lot of people aren't happy. And a, lot, a lot of customers, a lot of the audience are black people. Um, but not everyone in the black community has a sour taste of Afro-Nation when really and truly it should be Afro-Nation just like any other festival. Um, wireless also didn't um, let people know about you know um, let people know about rescheduling until the very last minute. Uh, Rolling Loud didn't. Um, a lot of other uh, festivals didn't. But it was Afro-Nation that everyone decided to attack in the black community. Um, yeah. You know, yeah so I, think, I think the only thing I'd say to that is that no one would um no one would f of them in their current state but because we've called it out then what you would hope would happen would be that they change so afro nations an example let's say smade came out apologized and and corrected what he what he did wrong and another example is that ivorian doll girl like i saw something on twitter the other day that um that someone she asked someone to promote you saw it yeah, she she asked someone to promote what, her what, hair. What, 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 what did she do? So like she asked, she asked some girl to promote her hair or something, and then she just she just finessed her in it. So so what? So for me, that needs to be called out. Like she needs to be like shown, you know, in certain terms that that's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Especially doing that to someone in your community that that's trying to like grind and just like if you saw the um, exchanges, she came on a good vibe. Like she she spoke positively positively of her and said you know like this is what we're trying to do blah 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 so if you like make Ivorian dolls see that look you've got this platform like help someone in your community what you've done is wrong then you would hope that she will change and then because she's changed now you're able to support the new version of her if that makes sense so you're not supporting like negativity you're not supporting what Smade has done you're not supporting what they've done wrong but if they change then able to move forward that's kind of how I see it I don't know I think sometimes you can, you can correct people in private when you do it in public then you're leaving them exposed to have their brand destroyed and then you're no better in my opinion than someone outside the community attacking them um, you know you don't yeah, it might, I don't know it depends I guess it really depends on the relationship you have with that person as well um, for example if you had a business I, I don't know it really is inter- it's interesting I think black people are very quick to criticise our black businesses, for example, a lot of people with their, their FaceTime doesn't work or their WhatsApp doesn't work, but you don't see them attack WhatsApp with the um, you know, ferocity that they'll, they'll attack a black-owned app instead, for example, I've noticed, um, which is interesting. Uh, I guess sometimes a lot of black people in general don't, I don't, you know, what I've seen is a lot of black people will support a black person and then when they get to a, a spot that's big enough, then they'll stop, then they'll stop supporting them, like, they'll start wanting to bring you down, I've, I've deeped. Uh, like we all do like supporting our own. 
until they reach the level where we don't want them to reach anymore. I've seen, uh, but I, could, I guess I could be wrong. That could just be what I see on my own Twitter feed. Uh, maybe I need to adjust that. Um, and we also need to remember as well, Twitter's not really real life as well. Like Some of the people there and some of their views is very, uh, you know, I, I look at it for entertainment, but yeah, it's, there's only so much of that. You've got to take it with a pinch of salt sometimes as well, still. What are you, can you, like, can you be pro-black, yeah, and have a white partner? Me personally, no, just for the reasons I said before, but tell what are you saying, Tom? So, with that one, see, the way, the way I see the definition of pro-black, yeah, I don't see pro-black being, I want, I want black people to do well, or, you know, I, I don't see it as simply as that, like, for me, pro-black, being pro-black or calling yourself pro-black is like a political statement, right? So, so yeah, it's very much in line with what you said about your whole, you're like dedicating your life to the advancement of black people. Like it's, a, it's a dedication kind of thing. And for me, if that's what you're doing, I don't see how you could be so dedicated and so passionate about the advancement of people as a community and as a race and then have a white partner as in that's the person you build your family with right your your kids moving forward are going to be based on that who your partner is so yeah it, i don't i don't see how that can, that can make sense. but you know what one person could argue so this is interesting because this is a topic that came from my a question that came from one of my group chats here um, but one person could argue. So I guess you're 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 saying if pro blackness is your priority, then in, when it comes to the decision you make most other other than your faith, i.e. with your wife you choose, then that should be reflected that decision basically because that's the person you're going to build a family with, and then you're, you're going to bring your, your pro your generation being black as as well. But one person could argue you can have a white partner and still do a lot more for the black community than someone who's a black partner would do. For example, I could I could have I could I could marry a white person. I'm not saying I will. Uh, but I can marry a white person, but invest in a lot more pro- um, um, black businesses than you, do a lot more charitable things for black people, do a lot more impactful things for black people around the world in general. Marry someone who's black, I wouldn't say that makes you more pro-black than me, even though I married a white partner, because I'm doing everything else. Or do you disagree with that? This is This is where I feel like the whole notion of being pro-black gets twisted. If just taking a part of what you said, yeah, you said be more pro-black than me. It's it's turned into like a, a competition now. Oh, I'm more pro-black than you. I'm more pro. It's not. It's not. When 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 using the term pro-black, at least the way I see it in my perspective, it's not about levels of 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 this, right? It's about your your yeah. You're making a statement about the way you choose to live your life. It's not. It's not that. It's, I'm not saying that if you're not pro-black, you don't care about black people. You don't love black people. You don't want black people to be well. I don't see it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like you can want good things and do things for the black community and the black people as a race without being pro-black. But being pro-black is a. Spe- you're making a specific statement. Everything. Everything in your life is revolving around that statement that you're making. I don't see how you can make that statement and have a white partner. You know what I'm saying? 
Fair enough, fair enough. And it's, uh, like, it's like me saying, like, it's like me saying, me saying, like, I'm a, a Mercedes, for example. Let's say Mercedes, right? Let's say I am a diehard Mercedes supporter, yeah? And then you see me driving down the road with a BMW. It doesn't make sense. You won't believe, you won't believe in what I say my life is dedicated to if you saw that. You would think I'm a fraud. No, it depends though because you could have a Mercedes in your, um, in your garage. You could have a lot more in your garage. Or why am I driving a BMW? If if all I care, if I've told you all I care about is Mercedes, why am I driving a BMW? Why would I want to drive a BMW? If all I care about is that, why why would I want to do that? If all I care about is black people, if all I care about is the black race, not 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 I care about it a lot. That's all I care about. I see, I, but, I, 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 but I guess pro blackness. Even I would just I just care about black people though, is it? But that's what it is though. As 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 far as I see it, that's what it is. It's, as far as I see it, it's saying that for me So that's your definition that you just top, care about my, my top priority in life is the development and advancement of the black community and the black race. That's my top priority, that's the most important thing. So okay, so, uh, let, me yeah. this, so, let, me, so let me ask you this then. Um uh, your boss, is he black or white? Why do you work for a black company? Why do you work for a white company? I'm not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself pro-black. Okay. Fair play. Nice one. I love black people. I care about black people. I want us to do well, and it hurts me when I see us doing things that are counterproductive to our own growth and advancement. I feel all of those things, but I wouldn't call myself pro-black. Mm. I hear that. So. What about you, I, Sam? Yeah, I'll definitely call myself um, pro-black and I think just like briefly, just um, I think a big reason why I agree with Taylor's definition of what pro-black is, so like, sort of the advancement, advancement of all things black kind of thing. I just feel like um, at the moment white people are benefiting from the inequalities and like even if there are you know pockets of white people are like um, socially aware and they and whatnot. Generally, if someone is in, if someone's benefiting from an inequality or if they're in a position of power, then they're not going to want to lose that power. So, just like my, in my opinion, the only way around, like the, yeah, the only way around um, the social inequality, the racial inequalities, and whatnot is for black people to advance themselves. So for me, if you're marrying a white person, then that person is still on that side. That person is still on the side that's benefiting from the inequalities that exist. So you want the person that's closest to you, so your wife, you want that person to be like fighting as hard as you are for it. Do you know what I mean? You want them to be like just on fire for it the way you are kind of thing. So if you're marrying a white person, they could say, like, you know, they get it and whatnot, but at the end of the day, they still know that they've got a privilege. Um, if they go for an interview or just in society, they have an innate privilege because of the skin colour. And I don't think that I should be building my case to fight that very privilege with someone like that, in my opinion. I think the person that I should be with should have the same struggles and should have that same vim towards it as I do. 
my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Teo, do you have any comments to that? Or, you know, um, you I guess you really, you really said that you're not pro-black. Yeah, so, so again, when I say that, I mean that in the, the way that I've defined it. I completely agree with Sam. Like, I'm not, my wife is going to be black. Full stop. But at the same time, someone could say to what you're saying, that's not what I'm saying, I'm just saying, you know, devil's advocate. Someone could say to what you're saying, that point, that, the exact point that, you made it earlier that um, someone could they could be you could marry a person who's not black who does way more or contributes more to the advancement and development of black people than vice versa a black woman could marry uh, a non-black man who does more to, to contribute to that does that mean that you're wrong for being with that person? No, I don't think you're wrong. It's, I think it's just, it goes beyond that because they've got a family, they've got grandparents, they've got, do you get what I mean? Just because they're white, there's just some things that no matter how hard they try, it can't be undone kind of thing. Like, they've got grandparents. <laughs> 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 like, listen, you you are white, so you benefit. So, man, like, I, I, rest, I you know I appreciate the love and that part. Yeah. What you say? What you what you you, you you want a castle of your own? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think black people need to get black people need to build themselves up in order to, you know, in in a million years or whatever, equalize things. You know, um, at the moment we've seen a lot of terrible stuff around the world now. You've you know, seen that George. Lloyd um, was killed by the police in custody. Yeah, another black person being killed um, in custody. And we're just seeing people online saying, why aren't a lot of black artists or black people of influence commenting on the situation? Now, what are your thoughts if your favourite artist or favourite rapper or favourite um, founder isn't commenting on, you know, giving social commentary and certain things that affect black people in the world? Do you cancel them or what are your views on that? If it's not, go on, go to you, bro. No, go on. Just briefly, like, if it's not genuine, if it's not authentic, if it's not coming from your heart, then don't say it. Like, don't force them, don't force them to say it because you end up seeing stupid comments like what you've seen over the last couple of days, fam. Like, if your genuine, if your um, heart or whatever compels you to say something, then, then that's the only time that I feel like these celebrities or people in the public eye should say something. It shouldn't be like people with following or whatever to drawing them out that now compels them to make some manufactured thing because at the end of the day, this thing needs to come from a place of genuinity in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. Like saying saying nothing is better than saying some stupid, stupid stuff. And I guess just being honest and transparent about it. Like I think the thing that hurts people is is when these people profit from the black community, particularly the ones that aren't actually black, when they profit from it. And then when things like this happen, they have nothing nothing to say. Like I can understand why people would be hurt about that. So I think um, it takes a level of honesty to say, listen, um, this is what I do. This is where my knowledge lies. I don't feel like I know enough about 
experience or what, what, whatever it is that they want you to speak about. You can say, I don't feel like I know enough about that to make a statement and just, you know, be honest and transparent with where you're at and what you can and cannot speak about in a knowledgeable manner. So I think that's probably the middle ground that would, that would placate most people. Because you saw what Ovi said, and like, which didn't make no sense. And then you saw what P- you saw the picture that PLT put up, where you got that guy who you got that girl's hand, which is pitch black. <laughs> and, she, and in the picture, she's even got pitch black nails, cause and it's like, um, if you're not going to say something, don't say it. But then I think what we need to do is also not force people to be activists or who's in a position of influence. What's the difference between Ovi and PLT, though? Ovi is one person, right? PLT is an entire company that profits from predominantly black women. As a company, surely there will be people in your company that will be able to associate with that this struggle that we all face and be able to make a comment on it. The fact that nobody in your entire public communications team is in a oh. position where they can make a sensible comment on this on this issue is is ridiculous. And I, I think for for a company like PLT. That's very different to an individual like an artist or a public figure. That that their whole career is been built on something that's nothing to do with that. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, I feel like mm. there's a completely different yardsticks that we have to judge them by. Um, facts, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, because at the end of the day, the reason that it was it was like it backfired so much yeah, is because. Like all they were doing was just paying lip service, like Jack, um, PLT, all of that. It's literally just putting on a show because at the end of the day, really and truly, in the grand scheme of things, putting a tweet out is not what we need. It's not gonna do anything like that. It's gonna, it's gonna be. It's like you're gonna be seen to have made a comment and to like be part of that. It's performative, What we act, what we actually need is what you guys were saying earlier about. You need people to be on job with this like all the time. Like the people that are actually making a difference are people that are that are not just doing it now because like the latest controversy has popped up. It's people that are constantly on job kind of thing. And that's why I think like what Jack said hurts the most because you can tell that man just put it up because it's like, yeah, I've done my bit now. No one chat to me kind of thing. Ovi's thing was just done. Like I can't like I don't know what that that he was dealing with, but but like Jack <laughs> PLT, PLT. If you if you deep the hand, yeah, the hand, like in PLT's thing, was a white hand that had just been coloured black in paint, fam. They probably didn't even have a black hand like that in their in their collection of things. So that's what I'm saying. It's no, lip that, that's, that's simple, yeah, exactly. For Photoshop, but then lip but, service. But let me play devil's advocate very quickly, though. Yeah, what colour should that black hand have been then? If it's brown or too light, then um, it's not colorism. Fam, normal black, like the white hand. Black to you, fam, the white hand, the white hand even had pink in it, so you can, so you know what, <laughs> so you know the white hand can have like normal blood running through it. Whereas us, you're fam, even people in. Oh, let me not say it. Anyway, like no one is that dark, fam. Man are looking like flipping, fam. Man are looking dark, fam. Like no one's that dark, and. That's what I'm saying. It's not a real hand. It's just been painted. It's been photoshopped. It's a white hand. It's a white hand that just got painted black. So someone's quickly put it together so that we're like, oh, yeah, let's quickly jump on the wave. Let's think. But really and truly, these people want to profit off us. Jack wants to be called Olua Jack and that. 
and, and eat off like all these girls, whatever. And like when so it's even it even goes back to that girl that was tweeting, oh, I can beat men, I can like 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 black youths, I, w- I can wanna beat them and not care about anything else. That's that's a mad thing because how can you how can you care about a man's a man's thing or whatever and you don't care that he could get shot? And us man, we're allowing that fan, we're still beating things like that. It's it's mad to me. I don't know about, I don't really, I don't know about us, man, but I get what you mean. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. And um, yeah, thanks for So, what was I going to say? Also, I think PLT have issued a new tweet. It's a series of tweets um, talking about how this needs to stop and everything like that, and how um, um, these injustices can't continue. So let's see how let's see reception regarding that. Um, Kyle, what is here? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they're basically follicles that grow on your body, man. Let's keep it simple. Let's not get too much into the science. Guys, we're, we're not talking deep science here. We're, we're just going to keep it high level. So don't come and start you know, commenting and telling me actually the specifics of the breakdown of the hair molecule combinating that molecule <laughs> that grows out of your skin. Uh, perfect. So, Sam, did you want to add to that? No, no, good for you, good for Obviously, in today's conversation, we'll be um, talking about the hair follicles that grow on our heads. Um, off, the top of, off the top of my head, uh, why is it um, black men lose their hair faster than black women do? Why do we get bored a lot faster? Um, so, I think, obviously, genetics plays a part in losing your hair. But then, in general... As, as I'm sure you can see from, even if you just look at YouTube, right, and you look at the number of people there are talking about how to look after your hair for women and the number of people there are for men. I don't know why, but with men, we don't really, we don't really care about it, you know. Um, and the less you look after your hair, the less your hair is going to look after you, man. So <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely genetically linked. There's I remember this in um I know we said we're not getting into deep science, but I actually remember this in biology. There's there's some gene, I can't remember what it's called, that um <laughs> some gene, you know. There's some gene se- sensitivity gene or something that um is higher in black people compared to whites. So um and that gene is so peaked that both your parents could have like a full head of hair like their old age or whatever. And you're just pissed, like you just go bold early, but so it is just hundred percent just genetic. Obviously, there's another aspect as well, like hairlines, where your hair can get dragged back a bit or recede and all of that. And there's links, like, there's links of that to hairstyles as well. Like you hear about people's hairlines receding because they've got cane rolls and it's like pulling out their hair, causing alopecia. But I think mainly is is um, genetic still. When I, when I asked this question on Twitter, I got uh, some interesting um, knowledge. So, um, if I get too technical, um, in terms of specifically why black men tend to lose their hair faster than black women, of course, you've got the environmental factors that women in general take care of their hair a lot more than we do, um, naturally, um, as Tayo mentioned. But also, uh, we have a lot more testosterone. And apparently, what testosterone does is it also starves certain hair follicles from growing. And because we have a lot more of it than women do, we tend to do our hair faster than they do. So that's some science there. Um, cool. 
so I guess we're going to talk a bit, speak more about black hair because obviously I don't really know about white hair. Um, I, uh, maybe Sam just could use a head and shoulders so he can elaborate on that later on as well. Um, so yeah, like, what what are the different types of hair? I see hair, hair words like curl pattern and all, and all that stuff. Like, do you want to educate us? Bro? Mm, yeah, educate mm. us, yeah. So when it comes to, I guess we, we call it types, right? Um, but a lot of people get that one mixed up, mixed up with texture, but they're different things, right? So what most people refer to as texture is actually type. Um, so you tend to have four different hair types, right? You've got type one, uh, which is like dead straight, which is most white people fit into that category, right? Um, then you get to type two, which is kind of wavy. So it's got uh, quite loose curls in it, right? My nigga. Hmm? My nigga, type two hair be man's wavy curls. Nah, not me, fam. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who you're talking about, but that definitely isn't me. And then you've got um, type three, yeah, which is curly or curly. I don't know why they call it curly because, like, from type two onwards, they're all curly. It's just the level of curl and amount of curl that varies. But yeah, so you get type three, which are a bit tighter curls than type two, um, but they're not as tight as type four curls, which are obviously the tightest kind. Um, so, most likely, Everyone in this in this podcast right now has type four hair. Um, so yeah, those are the different types you get. All right, cool. And then, what were you gonna say about uh, the different textures? Mm. So okay, so I guess the if you were to categorize your hair, right, there were four main categories that you use to determine where your hair sits. So you have type, which is what we just discussed, right? Then you have texture. So texture is actually the thickness of each individual hair strand. So you have um, you have fine hair, which is quite thin strands. And you have medium, is um, I guess medium, it's in the middle. And then you have coarse, which is quite thick strands of hair. Right, so that's texture. Um, then you have your density. So your density is literally, as it says on the tin, how dense the hair on your head is. Um, so if on your head you have not that much hair packed into into that space so generally if you can see your scalp through your hair quite easily then you have um low density hair goes to medium and then if your hair is very very thick um barely see your scalp through your hair it's quite tightly packed together then you have high density hair um, and then the last one is porosity so porosity is how um how easily your hair absorbs moisture and and retains it so low porosity means it's not, not very porous, so difficult for moisture to get in, but also difficult for it to get out. You have medium, and then you have high porosity. It's highly porous, so easy for moisture to get in, and then easy for moisture to get out. So so is there, is there a good type of... So all those four categories that you just mentioned, yeah. um, do each of them have like a good and a bad? Like if you have low density... Because let's be real, like we we all know, like a guy that like, we can see like bare scalp, fam. Like, why have I seen your head top? Like, you know, what I mean, is that is that is that deemed bad hair, or is that just what they have and they've got to kind of do the best, make the best of it, kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So, so me personally, um, I don't I don't tend to use or describe hair as good or bad. Um, at the end of the day, the way I see it is you have what you have, right? And you have to try and make the most of it um, in terms of the characteristics of your hair. 
Um, but in, in the way it's most widely used, then yeah, you could look at, you could say having low density is bad because then it means that your hair is not as, um, I guess there isn't as much hair on your head, right? Um, and then you could say fine hair is bad because it's easy for it to break and it falls out of your head quite easily. But at the end of the day, all of those different characteristics, if you know how to manage it, um, then you can make the most of it and it will look good on your head. So it's really all about just understanding the characteristics of your hair and then looking after it in line with those characteristics. The problem arises when you start doing things that don't make sense for the type of hair that you have. That's when it, it can get bad. Under the vent, see man trying to trying to build waves on hair that's just not suited for it. Can, can white people get like black people waves? You know what I mean, yeah, or do yeah, those yeah. waves? Because for example, yeah, you said that all all three of us probably have like category four hair, which is the curliest. But then waves make your hair even curlier. So are you saying there's a category five, six, seven? Nah, so. All right, so this this is this is what waves are, right? So waves, yeah, are literally. I'm gonna keep it. As, I'm just gonna like make it simple. So waves are literally just laid down curls, right? In their simplest form, they're just laid down curls. So the criteria for being able to get waves is to have curl in your hair. Once you have curl in your hair, then having waves is just a matter of laying it down. That's why, for example, when you see when you see girls, yeah, that have their hair in like a ponytail or they have it tied back right you know when you see yeah. their hair it looks like it's got waves in it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah they yeah. haven't done any brushing or anything like that it's just there because all they've done by doing that is lay down the curls that they already have so that's why they they have waves okay. yeah okay. so it's literally okay. all waves so i guess to answer the question about white people it's possible um they have if they have type one hair they have to find a way of making it curl because without curls, you can't have waves. But there are different products and stuff that they can use to, to make that happen. Um, the lower your type of hair, so the closer you get to type one hair, generally the longer your hair is going to need to be for you to have waves because you're going to need longer strands to have curl in it. Okay. Okay. I hear that still. And a quick one before, just before we move on from this, I guess if we're talking about um, different, like that question I said, what's good hair, what's bad hair? You can like you can have a quick like societal um, look at things in terms of, you know, back back to what I was saying, like back in the day, there were certain afros or certain hair types that were deemed as um, like belonging to poorer people or slaves or. You know, I mean, even even today, you see, you see, like like youngers or people in school, or whatever, being taught to go home or getting put in detention because they've got a fade. That night is when it's triggered me, fam. Wow. Yeah, I remember in school we had to get sent home because Bro. we had a night take on. Um, but yeah, sorry, Sam, carry on. You just hear all sorts, like like people with afros. You get told that your hair is unhygienic, but like even in work, even in work, forget school. Even a lot of girls don't feel comfortable wearing a natural hair in work because it's deemed as messy or untidy or you get people who want to touch their hair. Um, so there's definitely a societal like view of what's 
deemed um, good and bad hair, in my opinion. And obviously, it goes back to the wider issue of like white white people being deemed as you know better than better than blacks. Hundred percent. And I, I I feel like that's that's the main reason why I don't I don't like to use those terms in referring to hair, just because I completely agree with you that that's what that's what it's that's where it comes from. It comes from having I guess mixed looking hair. When you when you notice that when people use it, when people say you have good hair, they tend to talk about the hair that is more associated with people of mixed heritage, right? So, 100%. 100%. So that's, that's 100% where it comes from. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen threads on Twitter in the past where people said um, in schools they were shown pictures of like acceptable hair and all the kids in the pictures were white kids and then they were shown pictures of unacceptable hair and hairstyles and it was all black. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a tough one stuff to stick you up. I'll never forget the, the rule they had in my school was that your hair cannot be lower than than a level one because obviously they're thinking of white kids cutting their hair down right and then as a black kid you're just thinking all right so my hair can't be lowered can't be lower than level one it's kind of long because what if i want to cut my hair <laughs> it's, like, it's like what and just then you're like getting patterns and stuff oh, yeah it's sticky man sticky man sticky but yeah man sorry here we go to you bro yeah, like what's funny is I remember you probably you guys probably got like from the sound of it, you probably got skin fades maybe college or secondary school, yeah. I didn't get my first skin fade till like summer of <laughs> second year of uni. Before that, oh I was, my days. Yeah, yeah. That's real. I didn't get a skin fade until uni, bro. Yeah, like, I used to get what well, I used to get level one or yeah, level one, yeah. Or both depending on how or both depending on how what, what my dad felt like at the time. Yeah. And um, how much? That wasn't where you're angry. You know, well, you know, after all the moth, Jay, he takes you to the barber and like, you know what? Take it all off, man. <laughs> nah, I started getting Nikki slick tricks when I was seventeen, bro. Partially yeah. for the vibes, but fam, I needed to get that skin face from. So I, I used to always get one level, and then my boy was like, my boy um was like to me, yo, even for about getting a skin fade, fam. I was like, you know what? I don't think it'll suit me, innit? So in uni, first year of uni. I didn't have a fade. Yeah, and I remember my boy's birthday um, in May. Um, we had a birthday party. But imagine this: my boys were like to me, "Don't get a skin fade. Don't get a skin fade." Yeah, they were like, "It won't suit you." So I didn't get a skin fade in first year. Second year now, I'm like, got the skin fade. I'm like, "Yeah, must have been now, Cass. And then obviously, <laughs> I can't see myself going back to a normal level now. One level, I can't do it. Um, but I guess skin fade has become more acceptable in a, in a working office. Um, but my friend, because he's a lawyer, he doesn't even get a fully blown skin fade. He has to get it like partitioned, where it, it decreases as you go further, further down the hair. Does that make sense? You can't get yeah, you can't get a proper skin fade. Um, but it's interesting how Oyembos they can do all kind of hair. I've seen all kind of stuff from their from their point of view. Um, whereas when it's us, it's messy. And I guess even us, we have some like. It's, we have our own biases because if you see someone with dreads, naturally you're going to assume it's healthy or you're going to assume it's dirty. I've never understood the whole dirty thing. I feel like if your hair looks dirty, your hair looks dirty. It's nothing to do with your hairstyle. 
I think that's it. 100%, 100%. But I've heard people say before that they were surprised that people said that um, people with dreads had clean hair. But obviously, I don't believe that, but I've heard a lot of people say that before in the past. Uh, Sam, what did you want to say? I was just going to say, I think the theory that, that people try to paint with that thing is that the longer your hair, the harder it is to wash it. But I think that that's probably, like, that. I think that's probably an evil thing, to be completely honest. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, sometimes you'll hear people say oversized afros and they equip that to dirt. But flipping Barry over there has got nits and he's itching his head, bruv. And he's got, like, his hair is no longer all. So I think the more hair, the more hair that you have, there's a there's a there's a kind of stereotype that the more likely it is to be dirty, but it's not always the case in my opinion. Because they don't wash periods. Washing hair, they don't wash. I don't really, um, I tell you, if you can come closer to the mic, please. Yeah. Um, what's that you said, by the way? Yeah, come a bit closer yeah. to the mic, please. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, but I think sometimes you move a bit um, away from it. Um. I can hear you, bro. And it's facts as well. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. <laughs> well, you said it's facts as well, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, but yeah. Um, also, as well, what do you lot think about trends? So, like, still sticking on hair. Let's let's switch it to beards, yeah. Just briefly. You think like beards are like a trend or like a necessity? amongst black men like and if it is a necessity do you do you see why like certain men not me but certain men feel like they need to go turkey to get a flipping bed be a chance to work fam because I'm going to need to do a Wayne Rooney fam it's not me cuz but yeah you know what me personally I, I, my bed is this long and this thick because I want to keep warm uh, naturally I said thick with emphasis, you know, allow it, man. No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, have I forgotten what it really looks like? Or... <laughs> yeah, three, three months, B. <laughs> yeah, that I am, man. But yeah, got you, got you, got you. Got you. <laughs> Bobby, hey, you see that bio team there? I've been putting out my face as well, Kev. Yeah, same, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, mine is thick because... Um, UK is actually cold. We're a bit more into the northern hemisphere. Uh, so naturally, you're bare. Like when you think about a bear, you want to keep warm. That's why I do it. I don't know why other people do it. Uh, me personally, I like to grow my beard out because obviously it keeps my face warm. Yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, do you think? Yes, do you I, think? I finished the lie. I like to settle down now. <laughs> let them believe my story. Trust me. But do you think it's if you? If you um, didn't have a beard, would you feel less of a man? I was talking to my girl the other day. She was saying that she feels that every girl should see their man, <laughs> their man without a beard. Because <laughs> some girls that, I think, because I didn't even think, but apparently you can lose your beard as well. Like, it can just fall off like, as you get older and that. I didn't even... I didn't what, are you, what are you talking about, I've heard that before in my life. <laughs> Listen, Google it, bro. I'm hearing, like, you know, the same way you can have hair loss on your head also lose your beard and that and obviously there's some girls that they'll now be seeing their man's face for the first time properly and they'll be like this chin shape is looking hickey and haga bruv so do you must <laughs> do you might think it's a necessity that's interesting but that's, that's wow I didn't know that was possible but I've never really thought about it like that as in like your, your girl seeing you without a beard really thought about it like that because 
guys look guys do look quite different. Yeah. Without one. So Yeah, if you look at if you, if you look at if you look at Manum's um, ten year challenge that dropped last year, fam, you're like, what? This head, this head shit is not what happened. had fam. <laughs> Just see. I, th- I think it's yeah. different though, because you know, girls have makeup which isn't even theirs. So they just put on their face. Whereas the beards are still yours. Um, I think it's yeah. different. Is that the difference between having an afro and having a skin fade? Naturally, you're gonna look a bit different. Um, and I, I don't, I don't. Um, when, um, when I've gone, I've had different moods. Um, there's times I've done a big chop on my beard and I've just had my face. Uh, for example, when I used to work in finance, I preferred that corporate look, suit, clean shaven, preferred that. Um, I'm more in tech and consulting. I don't really care as much. Um, does that make sense? Um, so wait, yeah. so would you, when you say clean shaven, how clean shaven did you go? I took it all off. When I went to South Africa, I took it all off for the work I was doing. Took it you all do off. that now? No way, Jose, bro. <laughs> would you tell me? Well, I'm a math because obviously I've been thinking about it you know I, I, I want to do it because I, I, I locally don't know what I would look like the last when? time the last time I've, I've been completely clean shaven was um, it was probably midway through third year of uni right and is that just because that's almost a decade ago I had an interview yeah yeah a, a decade what how did you come to that conclusion? So, listen, sometimes this guy just chats. Like, almost, almost. Yeah, Tell me, set man up, man. Tell me, man. Tell me, when did you start? When did you start? When did you start? You know, fifty or that? Right. I said the end. I said the end of third year. Are you okay? You said second year, bro. I said midway through third year. Bad idea. Oh, I thought you said second year. And I said, yeah. Oh, when did you start uni? When did you start uni? Goodness, man. Twenty eleven. Exactly. Almost a decade ago. It's 2020. Starting, I didn't finish it in 2011. Yeah, obviously, I thought you said first year, innit? Not third year, bro. <laughs> now you keep confusing so it. A minute ago, you thought I said second year. Now you're saying you thought I said first year. What is it? That's too funny, man. <laughs> so you ain't seen it in almost seven years, yeah? Basically. Wait, is that, is that, is that, when, you're, is that when you're beard connected? Because you're saying that's the last time you were clean shaven. Why were you oh, shaven so before I, that? I had an interview. Oh. I shaved it all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lot's beard connect, fam. Mine connected. Mine connected. in um second year of college. You're lying. I got pictures, and I I remember this. Connect, no, we're not talking about chin strap, you know, beard. My beard's bigger than yours. Oh, you talking about size? Chin strap is not beard, you know. My beard's bigger than yours. You're talking about criteria, fam. Why you adding criteria? You're talking about me. Yeah, because you know we're including chin strap, you know. Beard is beard, bro. That's like a year ten, year eleven thing. You might have wearing it, man. I remember distinctively. I remember distinctively being on. I'm six five anyway, but I'm good, fam. Ah! Wow. Yeah, go to go to here. You remember? I remember distinctively uh, being on Westminster Bridge in my bed, and I remember my Blackberry um, breaking. And I remember taking a picture of it, and that's the first picture I have my bed fully connected. And that was when I was seventeen. Um, so yeah, but Sam, you're right. You're six five, but if, if you didn't have a beard, yet, bro, you'd look terrible. Sam. No, I've got a nice face, bro. Still, if, if you were six one, no beard, no, I'd still have. No, 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 I'd be calm. Don't worry, bro. Don't worry about me, my boy. Have you, have you given up? Have you given up on the beard? 
No, I've got it now. Quarantine. You man didn't ask me where mine connected from. I'm lying. I'm lying. Can't do the stubble, kids. <laughs> You're not competing about it. You can tell the most ridiculous stories. <laughs> nah, it's all banter, my boy. It's all banter. But no, nah, but nah, the overall point there is, um, yeah, some people would see beard as just a phase, you know. I'm pretty sure there was a period where, like, the beard weren't really that deep, no? Pretty I think sure these things always from... go around in cycles. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've always said I'm going to do it because, you know, the London's a lot more cold, so I want to keep warm. That's why I do it. Um, but what, why is it, though, for example, we feel the need to even shave a bit for interviews? Why can't we just be ourselves? I, that's when, that's I, since third year, I stopped thinking like that. And funny enough, every single every single interview I've been to you with a beard that I've wanted to get the job, I've got it. So I don't think having a beard is... Not what we what we were brought up thinking that it would do. It doesn't make the difference that we were told it would make. Also, also, typically, typically, you hear a lot of people say, "Yeah, it makes you a clean shaven." Um, look more professional and trust. But, then, but why is it that having a beard or it's deemed as unprofessional? Isn't that I think? Yeah, I think it goes back to what um, you said earlier, Ira. Like when you went to South Africa, you you shaved it off, and when you started at a tech firm you brought it back. Like, I think the type of firm you're interviewing for matters in this case because if you're working for a firm that's quite old school or, like, it's got old school values, let's say it's been about for time, it's not really modern like that, then maybe the person interviewing or almost people that work there are still having them old school values where they think, oh, like, if you've got a huge beard, it's scruffy, it's not, it's not, it's not a great look kind of thing. Whereas tech firms and like certain firms that are kind of modern um, know that it's quite trendy to have a beard. So you've got to kind of look at the industry you're working in, the type of firm, the type of people that work there. Look on TV, like, none of, imagine the Prime Minister had a, had a huge beard. People would think he's gone mad for him. Do you know what I mean? Isn't that a bit of self-hate, though? Because it's like... Not really, it's just, it's just, uh, it's, it's like, it's like the, the, let's say Charles became king. Because the monarchy is so old school, like it, it just will never catch up. Like, like there's some things that just can't be changed, kind of thing. To me, it, it is a bit of self hate because we have our own beard. So if you're seeing someone else with a beard just because they're in a position of power, for each of them think this guy's gone mad, says a bit because it's like, I guess, I guess society has deemed it unacceptable in that particular aspect. Have a beard, uh, which makes sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but I guess that's the way we are. You made a good point in terms of. Companies which have like more, more traditional values and more traditional views, they're more likely to not have that. But then I flip it though because Asians don't feel the need to cut their beards off when they go for interviews; they keep it there. Yeah, but how many Asians make it uh, true? True, but if you're, for example, an Asian with a like beard is never going to be prime. Yo, yo, you're a bad guy, fam. Of all examples to use, you know, let me disclaimer. But the image that came into my head is a beard that long. Do you know how long this beard is, fam? A beard that long, you can't imagine someone like that in certain roles, fam. It could happen, but it wouldn't be traditional, it would be unusual, fam. Fair enough, like. We're not even talking long, we're just talking about normal, like we say every day, we're not talking. Like, you know, Dumbledore or Gandalf kind of beards. We're talking about normal beards. Like, it's the same like... thing. It's, it's the same as what I said. It's like, it's, it's seen as scruffy. Like, I was watching um, House of Commons or whatever, and one guy dialed in for a video 
like obviously he's been at home, he hasn't been able to get a trim, and his beard was mad long. And then all of the ministers and that were saying, rah, like, rah, like, they all had something to say and they're all like laughing at man and that. So it's just not, it's, it's not something they're used to, isn't it? I guess we disagree on that because I think everyone's fine if the Asians doing it. Um, I guess it could be a black thing. Um, but fair enough. To you. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think that particular thing is a, is a black thing. That's a profession thing. There are different professions where... Actually, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Same way if you see a white guy, but you think it's scruffy as well. Makes sense. True. true. So, um, yeah, tell you, obviously, just talk to us briefly about um, how you got into the whole hair thing and also, like, what solutions you have for, um, like, negative stereotypes to do with hair. And, like, for example, you hear about um, the one with durags that uh, is associated with violence and all of that. Like <laughs> What? <laughs> Bro, you like, that? Bro, nah, bro. Do you you don't understand how many how many beefs I've had with my mom when I'm about to leave my yard and I have to do Oh my days, man. Trust me, man. It's facts, it's facts, bro. It's facts. But talk to me, guys. Yeah. Um so in terms of how I got into it, so when I was 16, 15, 15 or 16. I went to America and I must have seen one artist. I was watching a YouTube video and he had waves. I said, what, what is that he has in his head? What? what, what? And then um, I saw a Trey Songz video. Um, Need a girl. That's what it was. And he had waves as well. I said, nah, nah, I need to get these. What, what's going on here? So I did the research, obviously, to find out what, what, how to get them. And then um, from then... Yeah, I had, I've had waves for a while. Then I, I've changed hair, hairstyles in the middle. I've grown my hair out like two or three times in between and stuff. Um, so, so yeah, I think really just over time and that process of learning how to get them, learning how to get them to a certain point. And then that point of seeing people with a certain type of waves, looking at mine and thinking, why don't mine look like that? that kind of opened the door to understanding different hair types um, and how that's going to impact how your waves look, for example. Um, and then just growing from that past just waves and more to just generally um, just how to look after your hair and, and um, get healthy and all the different aspects of that as well. So I think that's, that's how it started and how it's kind of developed over time. And then in terms of stereotypes, I think the best way to kind of counter them is to be a living contradiction to them. That's, that's the best way to, to counter them. When, when people meet you and they see that you don't fit whatever this negative stereotype is, then, you know, that's, that's all you can do because you can't, you can't, you know, do some kind of, wide erase where <laughs> all negative stereotypes are suddenly eliminated it's just a fact of life that we have to live with even even if you take it away from race just in general everybody has negative well everybody has their own biases um whether they're positive biases or negative biases it's like mm. it's a privilege right that's yeah. a bias that people have it's, mm. it's a bias it's essentially what lead biases are what lead what Personally, anyway, biases are what would lead to a stereotype. So if you are biased towards, if you have a bias towards pretty people and you're more likely to do things for pretty people, that's 
a bias. Well, same as if you see someone with a do-rag and you're more likely to think that uh, they might be aggressive or whatever. In a gang and that. Bias that has led to that stereotype, innit? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people can't have that bias if you're not... Well, there's nothing you can do outside of being a contradiction to that bias and that stereotype. There isn't really much more you can do. And now a key thing you can do is um, like, a lot of people instead of just complaining. I think a lot of people uh, they just complain. Nothing's ever. You know, you, you want an artist to talk. He talks. He's not happy with what he says. Um, a lot of people complain. I think you know we could start taking our own actions into our own hands. And uh, what I mean by that is, for example, if you see that uh, the brands you work in or the brands you buy from are have a lot of biases towards you, then I guess you can go into the company, work your way up through the ladder to the point where you can also start to influence policy there. And I guess that's one way you can, you know, be the change from inside, I guess. 100%, man. And even stepping away from violence and that, you look at um, women not wanting to wear their natural hair to interviews or um, youngers being put on detention for for what, for having a, a night tick and that. Bruv, just keep doing it, bruv. Just keep doing it and eventually they'll get tired and you know, that's that's my thing. Honestly, just like be your authentic self. Um, just keep seeing yourself as a brand. Like for me, people should be the same, as close to the same as they are at home, everywhere they go. Like obviously there may be some things that are not appropriate for work settings, but as close as appropriate should be the same. So your hair is not stopping you doing your job, fam. I don't see why women that want to wear their natural hair can't do so so yeah man but no I tell you appreciate you my bro man thanks for jumping on cause. what do you want to plug you got any you see you got the YouTube yeah okay like, yeah, like yeah. so you got the YouTube <laughs> Tayo B T-A-Y-O space D um, gaming channel as well for anyone interested in that um, that's legendary Shoney I'm the anime guy in it so what's your Twitter and Instagram as well bro so they're they're both the same. So Tayo D H Q. So T A Y O D H Q. Um, music coming soon as well. You know the time. Bro, come on, man, come on. Multi, multi talented than that. When I was younger, I wanted to be a quadruple threat, man. We're, we're doing time. it, but in different ways. You know what I'm saying? Still time, bro. Still time, man. Plenty time, bro. No worries, bro. No worries, my bro. Love, man. I, um, follow me, Sam underscore Luco. Everything podcast, my city podcast. Everything. Ray. Follow me on Instagram at iray.ae, which is i r e dot a e. Uh, follow me on Twitter at iraylima, which is i r a y l r w a. Um, again, as Sam said, follow us on my city podcast everywhere. Hashtag my city podcast or hashtag my city spotlight of the week. Uh, we've got another video series coming up on YouTube and Instagram. So subscribe and share and leave a review. And thanks, Tyro, again for um, being in touch. Love. It,